Obviously. I don't just I don't just <laughs> put everything in. Trust me. You're recording. Okay, great. All right. I'm going to mute myself and then go do something else. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Cambridge Podcast. Expert information in the secondary international education sphere. It's awesome to have you all uh, with us again. Um, and as always, I'm joined by my colleague, Craig. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic today. You know, this is our, this is our last podcast in our launch month here in October. It's been a good month. It, it has been. 2020 has been a long year, but October has, has been a nice little break. Things have been good. I was, I mean, I wasn't referring to sort of your personal life. I was talking more about the podcast. It's been a good podcast month. <laughs> I, you know, my personal life, as we stay in lockdown, my personal life is just much more work. So my personal life is this podcast now. <laughs> All right. So if you say your personal life is good, it means the podcast was good. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Did you have a good weekend? A delightful weekend. Uh, uh, nice weather here in Seattle. Nice, nice and chilly, but uh, not too much rain. Yourself? Also good. Also good. Foot, football filled weekend. Um, <laughs> for those of you that are familiar, that are maybe listening from inside the United States, that are football fans, a lot of sport at the moment. And football, uh, if you're a football fan, it's a good time to be alive. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I'm excited today because we get to sort of. Um, Rehash just a few of the uh, of the news articles that we that we have mentioned through some of the episodes. Um, we don't have a specific guest, but I think it's important for us to continue updating our listeners with some of the the most information out there for the secondary international education space. So, Craig, um, I'm going to throw a few questions your way. Hopefully, you can give us a few updates about uh, some of the things that we've discussed. You ready for it? Always ready for you. Awesome. All right, let's chat about that WeChat ban. That was something that um, that was something that came up um, and that we've spoken about. And, and certainly, even since we mentioned it, I've found that a lot of the partners that I work with have mentioned it several times. I've seen some mention of it um, in our teams uh, abroad in China specifically. Do you have an update on that WeChat ban? Yeah, so not a big update on it. Right now, it is still at the same level uh, it is the U.S. government still arguing that WeChat needs to be banned and then uh, that being contested in the courts. So a U.S. judge in San Francisco on Friday threw out the latest challenge to reverse the kind of injunction uh, that would let WeChat remain on the app stores and operating in the United States until the case has been decided. But as of right now, there has not been a decision on the case that is expected in December, which will almost certainly be appealed on top of that. Uh, so we are still looking at many more months of of kind of litigation. And this will probably go into the new year, maybe a new administration. And, and we'll see if this is something that continues, if the Justice Department continues to lose these these court battles. All right. So talk to me from like an everyday user that maybe doesn't understand like the legal lingo jingo 
um, I mean, my WeChat is still working. I still I still chat to colleagues in China. I I was sort of com concerned, I suppose, that maybe you know one day it's going to be there, and the next day, like I can't open my WeChat. What's the case for like the ordinary user? Is it still working? Are they still able allowed to use it? Yeah. So great question. Um, it is working as is normal right now. No problems to service. Talk to your friends, talk to your students, talk to your coworkers in China. That does not look like it's going to be stopping anytime soon. Um, if the US government does win the case sometime in the next year, it will be removed from a number of services. You will stop getting updates, but you will still be able to use it if it is installed on your phone. Um, but right now, everything is still good. It works great. Awesome. Well, my colleagues in China, um, you know, if you want to WeChat me, WeChat me. I'm still available. I'm still online. This is awesome news. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll certainly have more for you as that develops. As Craig mentioned, it might be a, a, a prolonged process. We might not have a, a final say on this anytime soon. So stay tuned. We'll we'll have the updated information for you. Let's move on then. There was the um, the proposed visa change for international students coming to the US. Where are we with that new story right now? Yeah, so this is the proposed rule change uh, by the US Immigration and Customs Enforcement that would change visa status for international students from duration of study, so how long their program is, to either two or four years, depending on the country that you come from. Uh, this is something that they posted last month and that they were asking for public comment on, as is required uh, by the laws. And so the public comment ran until today, the 26th. So if you're listening to this today, you know, you might be able to still make a last minute comment or hopefully you already have, but they have received an overwhelming, you know, 28,000 comments as of right now. Wow. Um, so that is that's a, a large number of comments for kind of what could be considered an obscure rule change, um, but is a pretty big deal in showing the opposition to this rule. Okay. Do we have any way of like seeing what some of those comments say, or is that not available for, available for the public to view at this stage? Yeah. So because the comments are all public, you can see them. Now, we don't have a way of like categorizing them to see how many are for and how many are against. The only way to do this is, you know, go in manually and kind of click each comment and see what they say. Um, luckily, a journalist that I really admire, um, Karen Fisher, has done this. She's an international education journalist, runs a great uh, newsletter that comes out Monday mornings. And she did this a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like what her takeaways were that most of the comments were against in opposition to this rule change. And it seems that they were pretty well organized. This is probably from NAIS, from different organizations that are releasing language that are saying, hey, can you make a comment on this and sending out form language? So, you know, a lot of by submitting this comment, I am expressing my opposition to this proposed rule and then going from there. So you can see it's part of a group and that is the majority of the comments. OK, so I hesitate to say that we be in a similar position as we are with the WeChat ban at this stage that this will take 
a few months for us to gain any clarity on this as uh, these comments are reviewed. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, so the, the law requires the agency to review every single comment. Um, so I, they don't have to post a response, but they have to you know show that they take it into consideration. So this should take them a number of months. Uh, and and again, hopefully into the new year, potentially into a new administration where maybe the law doesn't go from a proposed law uh, or proposed rule change to an official rule change. Um, so, you know, we're still waiting. We're still seeing. Uh, I don't think it's a bad idea to keep pressure on your your representatives in the federal government to, you know, say, hey, this is really important to me. This is really important to my institution. This affects us at a real level. And hopefully we can get some opposition to this and have it not be implemented. I did see at both the bipartisan level in the House of Representatives, this was, uh, there was an organized opposition to it. The difficulty is, is that really this rule change lies in the hands of the executive branch. And if they want this to go through, there's not really much that we or our representatives can do to stop them. Okay. All right. Well, detailed, detailed feedback. We appreciate that. I know the listeners appreciate that as always. Um, you know, if everything, if anything changes, we'll certainly have the, the most up-to-date information available for you um, on the podcast. As always, I'm going to ask my um, our executive producer, Dean, to post that link just for you in the show notes as well. Um, so if you put some of those comments, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that you have access to that uh, in the show notes. So go and have a look at that. Then the just the final sort of news um, that I do want to quickly uh, just discuss uh, Craig is um, sort of enrollment and interest in international enrollment um, in the United States. I know you sent an, an article through uh, just a little earlier. Do you want to quickly discuss that? Yeah, so I think, you know, we always try to keep everybody up to date. And part of the reason we started this podcast was because there wasn't a lot of international education, secondary education news. Um, and so we're continuing to try and rectify that. But until we get there, we're still sticking, still looking at overall trends. So a new study came out uh, today that had new information from the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center's fall snapshot of education. And that year, this year, that uh, snapshot had a 13.7% drop in undergraduate international students. That is following three straight years of dips. So we're looking at a 3% drop in 2016, and then a 7% drop after that, then a 1% drop after that, and now likely due to COVID, a 13.7% drop. Okay, just a quick question and, and really more of a personal opinion from your side. Do you think that drop is, certainly there's a part of that drop that is due to the pandemic, which has made it more difficult for students to um, perhaps enroll in an international program. Do you think that drop is also a result a little bit just of that trend that we've been seeing? Yeah, I think it's, I think obviously the size of the drop is because of COVID, you know, uh, I think a more of a three to five, a one percent drop would be more realistic without the pandemic. But we are seeing a sustained trend of studying in the United States becoming less popular, 
due to a number of reasons. Um, in, in the article that will be in the show notes, they really talk about that all everything that's going on in the United States right now is affecting international education, while other countries are starting to work and capitalize on the opening that we're giving. Interesting, interesting, and interesting to also, um, and perhaps this is worthy of another podcast, but to think of the financial implications for certain institutions because of that drop, um, you know, that that could be certainly be a future topic for us to listen to. Well, uh, buddy, I appreciate it. I appreciate, I know the listeners appreciate the uh, the news update, three three important stories, each each and every one of them, and I feel like three three stories that we'll continue to update you on, although we don't have an endpoint in any of them. Um, we'll certainly continue to, as always, on the Cambridge Insider podcast to update you on those and any other breaking news stories. Craig in Seattle, any final thoughts from your side? Yeah, just the just the last one is, so we really did start this, as I mentioned, wanting to focus on uh, secondary education. And so we shared some overall news that includes graduate, undergraduate education. But I just want everyone to know that we are planning a November series to discuss Cambridge Network's information and what kind of trends we're seeing in the uh, secondary education market. So we'll hopefully have that out before Thanksgiving. It'll be, you know, a couple episodes long over the month of November to discuss this. So that's really something that I hope everybody can look forward to um, in the coming months. Absolutely. And I think following that, we'd, we'd very likely have some guests who'd be able to look at some of that data and also be able to analyze what that means for, for students, for schools, for the industry as a whole. So I appreciate that. Um, I keep saying Craig in Seattle as if people don't know where you are, but I've <laughs> said know, Craig in Seattle, you know, since we started this podcast. I think they know you're in Seattle. I think they do. I think, you know, they might uh, just might be able to guess by the weather that I'm sharing. So. All right, well, let's make a deal. Anytime, you, anytime you're recording this from anywhere other than Seattle, you'll make sure you'll let on listen as well. <laughs> I, will, I will let you know. I will let you All right. know. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it as always to everybody listening. Thank you once again for tuning in. Look out for the next podcast um, and we'll chat to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.